0: Hi, this is Hina Siddiqui. You are listening to the Corporate Life Podcast. Since the start of the pandemic, a record number of people have left their jobs, and we know this situation as great resignation. The major factor behind their decision is to change jobs. Employees are also factoring in their well being and their ability to learn, be creative, or innovate in their jobs. Many want the flexibility of choosing when and where they work. And more and more employees want roles that offer reduced commutes, better work-life balance and a workplace more aligned with their values. And I think this makes total sense. An important point to note is that in this great resignation, the quit rate for women has exceeded that for men. 4.1% compared to 3.4%. Now, as companies face alarming labor shortages, employers are compelled to figure out ways to lure women back into the workforce. And this is the topic that I'm going to discuss with my very special guest, Vicky Oliver, today. Vicky Oliver is a leading career development expert and the multi-best-selling author of five books, including 301 Smart Answers to tough interview questions named in the top 10 list of best books for HR interview prep. 301 Smart Answers to tough business etiquette questions and bad bosses, crazy co-workers and other office idiots. A lot of you must be loving this title, I'm sure. She's a sought after speaker and seminar presenter and a popular media source, having made over 901 appearances in broadcast, print and online outlets. And I'm excited about this topic. Let's say hi to Vicky. Hi, Vicky. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. And let us I'm so happy that we can dig into this important topic. Yeah. So good to have you and discuss this topic with you today. Vicky, let's touch a little base on this topic first. There are some common reasons, but still women have some specific needs that were not being met and they chose to leave their job. So what do you think? Why did women quit the workforce in larger numbers than men? I think because women have special considerations. For
1: example, they have to deal more often with childcare needs. They had to help more often with their children's homework. Yeah. And so when everything went remote, you know, it usually devolved on women to be the people to to make sure that their children were learning during the pandemic. Right. And also, I mean, like like everybody, like every worker – Women, I think what happened, I think, collectively is that the pandemic gave all of us a chance to step back from our jobs and consider whether we enjoyed working for our bosses. You know, did we feel like their mission aligned with our mission? You know, did we understand the company mission? All of these things happened. It was like a huge collective pause. Correct. I think that during that period of time, women especially said, you know what, I really don't like this job. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy here. And I'm spending so much time on it. So women quit in greater numbers, but men also quit a lot too.
0: And I, I understand that women tend to take more family responsibility all over the world. Correct. And you know, it takes, I mean, according to
1: psychologists, right, it takes three weeks approximately to develop a habit, right? Mm, Yeah. Well, the pandemic came in, and, you know, it was here for two plus years, right? Yeah. So all the habits that we had, like the commute to work, getting in, you know, the office politics game at the office, all of those habits were broken collectively, Mm -hmm. over the two and a half year period. And I think, All of us had a chance to assess, like, do we like this task that we're doing? Are we being paid enough? You know, do our bosses respect us? All of those considerations. And you had this huge, massive quit, you know, the great resignation.
0: Yeah. And uh, I think COVID has brought in some great, uh, you know, some great awareness also about our well-being, what we can do, what we really, really want to do differently, you know. So it's just that kind of realization came uh, during the COVID period. And I think this is the best thing that COVID could have done with us.
1: It's the silver lining of COVID, yeah. definitely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, it was a disgusting, horrible pandemic, but there was this silver lining. Yes. And I think that work, you know, the work life is going to be changed as a result. I
0: mean, going forward too. Absolutely. Absolutely. When it comes to looking for a job, most people get it wrong. They would keep on using their one and only resume to apply for any and every open job position in their industry without getting clear on what's right for them. They would avoid correct and targeted networking and stay dependent on job sites. And the truth is that over 70% of jobs are never posted on job boards or job websites. Plus the wrong and scarcity mindset and lack of self-belief and this is huge. But unfortunately most job seekers don't deal with this and no wonder that they keep on struggling with their job hunt and most of them will make a compromise by accepting just any random job because they want money to pay the bills which is a valid reason. If that's you, come join me on my job search coaching program where I guide you through with the right strategy, your mindset upgrade which is about 80% in all my programs and taking inspired and focused, consistent action. You may book a free strategy call with me, find the link on the episode page. Vicky, what are some of the best ways to uh, lure women back in the workforce, according to you?
1: Well, I mean, The main thing is it has to be attractive to women. And I think one of the ways would be to provide real work time flexibility. Yeah. I mean, in the old days, like pre-pandemic, three years ago, right? Mm -hmm. Flexibility was sort of considered a perk of working somewhere, right? If you got casual Friday off, like half from Friday off, or if you could take time off to pick up your child, you know, from a school play, you know, this type of thing. It was considered sort of a benefit, like, oh, we're we're doing you a favor by giving you this time off. But in fact, right now, I think that, you know, managers have found that really women need more flexibility. It needs to be okay, it needs to be okay to juggle like care for your children with care for your parents, right? It needs to be okay to take time off, like to address health issues, and maybe important family events too. So they really have to bosses and managers have to take more of a global view of it, that it's good to have workers whose mental health comes first, Mm. you know? Yeah. And to get that they need like work time flexibility a certain like work life balance has to be all right
0: yeah i remember that when i used to be in my corporate job uh when we were asking about you know uh that work from home kind of the routine for uh, for ourselves a our specific days it used to be, uh, you know, it used to look like a favor, like the bandages were uh, as as if they were doing a favor to us. And that was like we were also very hesitant about asking for this this special favor.
1: Exactly. I know. I, I worked for many male bosses. You know, I mean, sometimes I wasn't allowed to take religious holidays off, you know, this yeah. type of thing. And I always felt like, oh, my Lord, you know, I hope he's in a good mood and it's OK. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> this type of thing. That, yeah. that has to go, that whole feeling. It's not a favor for, yeah. for workers. And, you know, it's been proven that during the pandemic, productivity actually went up. Yeah. It went up when people were working from home, you mm-hmm. know, and part of that is the ability to take care of their children, but also they don't have the commute time. You know, I mean, like, let's say you commute for half an hour each way. That's another hour. Yes. Right. And it's like, instead of that commute time where you're doing nothing, I mean, people were really productive. So I think that overall managers have to give their employees like more
0: space yeah, uh, and trust them, trust them to do their work. Absolutely. Though I personally believe that uh, there's, uh, you know, a deeper stuff and it's all about self-worthiness. But it's sad to see the gender bias in the corporate workplace. Uh, being a woman, I can totally relate with this. And I think this male dominated society has played a big role in uh, to condition the mindset of us women what basically, why do you think that the gender bias happens at the workplace? And why are men and women paid differently? Uh, There's a disparity in salaries.
1: Yes, exactly. I mean, for years and years and years, like women earned 70 cents on the dollar, you know, and now it's like closer to maybe 75%, you know, 75 cents on the dollar. And it's, it's just this horrible disparity. And I, I think part of it is that in the old days like 20 years ago let's say we was looked at that oh well women you know they're only here temporarily right until they get married and have families and all that stuff well that's not true you know yeah. like women end up like working like their entire lives and still there's a terrible disparity. Yeah, uh, you know, men earn a hundred cents, and like white women earn seventy eight cents to that dollar, and black women it's worse. It's like sixty one point five mm-hmm. percent, and Latinx fifty six. It gets worse and worse, right? It's, That's it's sad. Terrible, yeah, terrible, terrible disparity. Mm-hmm. And I believe that part of the issue, besides the old problem that women were looked at as more temporary workers in the workforce. Besides that, I mean, there aren't very many women often on the leadership team, right? So Mm -hmm. like the top layer is all men. And so I
0: think that that's a problem too. Yes, exactly. And women need to be taken as seriously as we take uh, men in the workplace, because it's it's all about... uh, being competent it's all about having qualities and performance it should not have anything to do with gender it should not have anything to do
1: with gender yes and you know that's that's another thing like one of the solutions that's often talked about is to try to be hire blind yeah which means to be gender blind in recruiting and hiring and make, make you know mask the gender information Um, For job candidates in the initials process and the decisions like solely on their experience, you know, their skills, their talents, what they're bringing to to it. And I I think that that would that would help, you know, um, to have just more women there and have more women promoted
0: and be, you know, promoted to the leadership top level. Correct. It would help a lot. And when women see the, uh, you know, women at higher positions, they are also inspired to do their best work.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and for example, they always, there's always a lot of discussion about how mentors are disappearing, right? Mm -hmm. There's no, a lot of times there is not a mentorship program in place at a company, right? Um, These things have been cut, you know? It's like one of the first things to go is like a mentorship program, right? And training programs are often cut, you know, as a way to save money, right? Um, But the thing is, when you have women at the top, those women are both role models for other women. Coming up, and they can also be mentors for them. There's some qualities like empathy and listening qualities that, um, you know, I think it's been sort of shown that those are the things that are will make successful uh, people, you know, in the workforce. And um, the old, old, old style of just sort of like bullying, and the whole like being really competitive with your team mm-hmm. members, that style of management is kind of passed, yeah. you know, and it's we're better off like with a team mentality, uh, where people really pull together. And especially, you know, because so many layers of employees have been cut, right? Uh, Over yeah. the past few years, it's just been, you know, a huge change in the way that companies are structured. So if everybody's doing more and we're all working harder and longer, it really just helps, you know, to yes. be empathetic, to care about, you know, your, your people.
0: Yes, absolutely. These women qualities are very much needed in the leadership positions. Absolutely. Vicky, what types of professional development opportunities are attractive to women? Because I believe that we work for two key reasons, money and growth, right? We get money, that's fine. We get it. Growth also needs to be there. We just need it as uh, well as we want money. So when we talk about growth, there are two aspects to it, personal and professional. And these two are interconnected. Because when we grow personally, our performance also improves and we grow professionally. When we grow professionally, it enhances our confidence and self-worth. What do you think about it? And what do you think, according to you, uh, what are the types of professional development opportunities for women out there?
1: Right. I think this is a fantastic question. First of all, I agree with you. For, for women, for all workers, but you know, especially for women to grow at the job, yeah. the reason yeah. being that doing the same exact thing. Every single day for forty years, you yeah. can get boring, right? You yeah. have to go and you know challenge yourself to take on new tasks, learn yes. new skills, right? Otherwise, you just get into a rut. And you know, you you I think people are basically at the office to solve problems. And I think one's problem solving ability dulls. If one is always doing the exact same task every single day for 40 years, it just gets boring. No matter how much you initially love the job, you can't do the same thing for 40 years and not be a little bored. Right. So instead you have to, you know, create ways to grow. Now one way an employee can grow Is by taking on like a horizontal job, like a job, the same type of level job, but in a different department. That's like one way something can grow. Right. Another way somebody can grow is growing vertically, like being promoted and managing more people and growing that way and having more of a top level like view of what the task is of the organization. Right. Yeah. A third way we can grow is by taking classes and getting certificates and degrees. Like maybe you go and you learn how to speak in public, right. you know, and your company pays for that. That this type of growth. So there's all sorts of ways that companies can make things attractive to women to keep them there, to lure them back to the workforce. Yeah. And I think, you know, if a company has like that type of thing, like if they will pay for an advanced degree or certificates, mm-hmm. then they should advertise that fact so that women will be interested in working there.
0: Yes, absolutely. It's a great idea.
1: It's a fantastic idea, you know, it saves, it's, I mean, I actually think it saves the company money to do it Mm -hmm. because yes, they're paying for this advanced degree, but then they have a loyal worker, right? It costs so much money to have all this turnover at companies, right? It's so much better to invest in the workers and have them grow and have them stay with you, you know?
0: That's so important, Vicky, would you please tell us about your books? Because the titles are extremely, extremely interesting. Um, I would love to hear more about your books.
1: Thank you so much. Um, So my first book uh, was 301 Smart Answers to Tough Interviewing Questions. Mm -hmm. And the way it came about was that I was working in the advertising business. And I was a creative person, actually, you know, in the advertising business. I was not an HR person. But eventually... I rose to a level where I was hiring people and they would come in and they would be 10 minutes late and they wouldn't know my name and they wouldn't know our clients and they would barely know where they were sitting, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like 100, 150 times I said to myself, I have to write about this, you know? <laughs> write about this. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, between my experience of like looking for a job myself, because advertising at the time was like a complete re- revolving door, you know? Yeah. And I was always looking for a better job, a bigger job, you know, and also hiring people or trying to who wouldn't know anything about what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, I'm going to write about this someday. I really am. I really am. I have a 100 <laughs> in me, you know? So one day I did. So that that's like the genesis of the first book that I wrote. And then after that, I wrote another book called Power Sales Words, which was just really more about business a- advertising words, like marketing words you could use if you're not a writer, like how to write a business communication if you don't know how to write. Okay, And that was more of like a thesaurus of words and you know, not just your boring typical words, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and then after that, I wrote a book called "Bad Bosses, Crazy Coworkers, and Other Office Idiots." No, um, that's such an a, interesting title. It was a lot of. It was a <laughs> great, great deal of fun to write. I mean, yeah. you know, thousands of people have said to me, "I wish that I could have been interviewed for your book." You know, <laughs> everybody, everybody has a story about a crazy boss, you know, or a crazy coworker that they worked with. You know. And live to tell the story. And I just, you know, it was so much fun, so much fun to write that book.
0: Yeah. Um, and I think and everyone has, has a story, like I think multiple stories about the bad bosses and people just love to talk about it. And they I also, know, I know. Yeah.
1: It's they just they just love to talk about it, especially yeah. when they're not living in the situation, right? Yeah. And exactly. it's afterwards. And it's like five years ago, my boss threw a chair at my head, but blah blah blah. blah. Anyway, <laughs> it was absolutely fabulous. I mean, one of the best things I did, um in the first book, I included my real email address. Okay. And, you know, at the, at the end, I said I included my real email address. And I was like, look, I, I've given you 301 smart answers. But if you have another one that I didn't ask, like write to me mm-hmm. and I will give you the answer, you know. So it, it broadened my research into, I just, you know, I heard from so many people who wrote me and asked me questions and told me their stories. And it just informed all the books.
0: Vicky, uh, what are the ways corporate people can work with you?
1: Okay. So um, my my website is Vicky with a Y, V-I-C-K-Y, mm-hmm. Oliver.com. And so somebody can write to me, you know, they can email me. Um, if it's just a quick interview question, I'll help you with it, you know. Yeah. But if it's... More extensive. Um, you know, I do work with clients, and if so it's something more extensive, I'm happy to work with clients more in a boot camp type of style, yeah. you know, where somebody comes and they have a specific problem that they want. Like maybe somebody always gets the interview, but they never get the job, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe somebody doesn't get along with their boss, yeah, <laughs> and you know, they want to talk about it, that type of thing. If that you have a specific problem then I can
0: help you. Okay, great. Fantastic. And I'm going to include your contact information on on the show notes section so that people can find you there and contact you whenever they need you. Thank you. Great. Vicky, I love this conversation with you. This topic is so relevant in today's time and it really needs to be talked about so we can spread more and more awareness about it.
1: Absolutely. It's really important. And I'm so happy that you had me here to talk about it with you.
0: It was so much fun for me to have you on the show today. Thank you. So how did you enjoy this conversation with Vicky Oliver? Connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know your key takeaways from this interview. That's it for this week. I'll see you next week. Love you guys and girls. Stay happy and safe. Thank you for tuning in. I invite you to subscribe to this podcast and go to my website, authorhina.com for life and career changing tools and resources. Be sure to download and read my book, Secrets of the Six-Figure Employee with Zero Stress. It's available on Amazon.